being black is stressful, but inner peace is real. We're creating safe space for real talk about black stress and how we manage it. We do it because we love ourselves. We do it because we love you. And we do it because we love being black. Hey, welcome to Mindfulness for the Culture.
courage, it's that type of boldness that is empowering for someone like me who's looking up like, yo, mm-hmm. like I see, I see the trajectory of what life can be for people who look like me. Mm-hmm. And the energetic that you carry and that you bring is always solid, it's always relevant and timely, and it always just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And that to me is powerful because I'm looking up like, yo, who 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 I'm trying to be, and I don't. There's not too many people that I can say that I literally look up to, mm. um, and you're one of those people I that, I, that I say I look up to because I look up to the way that you be and the way that you show up. Now, one of the things that we say on our podcast is that we 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 bring on folk for this mindful badassery That's right. season. That's right. We not only have clearly you got the heart. When mm. I say the heart, I mean the lovingness of the heart, and then the ferocity of the heart that's right, well. that's right. I think that's ferocity right. is a great word to use and you also bring the competency you've just you've been being the word you've been being it and living it and that's what is impactful to me y'all if y'all don't know uh, most affectionately known as Baba Chris that's Baba right. Chris Chapman is the uh, director and CEO of Kingmakers of Oakland um, and founded uh, Kingmakers of Oakland and served as the first executive director of the African American Male Achievement for the Oakland Unified School district. If you don't know anything else, can I just tell you? Go ahead, come on now. As a child who went through (laughs) Oakland Unified School District, as a parent who has a child at Oakland Unified School District, this man is doing the work of saints. Let's be clear, because Oakland Unified School District is bless our hearts, a historically hot mess, and Mm. there is a lot of stuff to work through. But his commitment to still serving our babies, especially our brown boys, is is unreal and serving them through king makers of oakland sure enough which has an approach grounded in targeted universalism and unapologetically that's right focuses on our black boys that's right and that work is proven to be engaging encouraging and empowering for children and families of all backgrounds that sounds very similar to blackfulness whereas we are focused unapologetically on the black experience sure enough but the experience is also inclusive that's right love 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 and how how might i add is this done by facilitating and building will strategic planning and transforming practices with intergenerational cross-functional equity teams in schools in districts and communities across different programs tailored towards the community mm-hmm. educators mm-hmm. youth and district partners and why is all this happening Simply put, the educational system, as you just mentioned, Sonia, is failing our black boys. And this brother, this king, Baba Chris, with his leadership and the team that he's pulled together, is making sure that our black boys are being seen, that they are being heard, and that they have equal access That's and right. equity. That's right. Come yeah. on now. That, that that ain't enough for mindful badass. We can go home. That's enough <laughs> right there. So, Baba Chris, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and welcome. We're gonna let you come, come in and say now. something. Come on now, come on. We're gonna talk to all of you. Man, we love you, brother. <laughs> I love y'all too. We That's had to do our little, you know, mm. our excitement for you to be here. Thank you for awesome. being here. Uh, thank you for having me. So grateful. So let's go. Get in let's there. jump in. So, right. Barbara Chris, you're gonna start. We're gonna talk about where did you grow up, and just a little bit of like what you were like as a kid. Right on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of my origin story. Um, it very much has to do with where I grew up and how I grew up was I was adopted, um, you know, born in 1968, which was a very tumultuous time uh, on so many different levels um, and realized 
that, yeah, I had two parents that loved me enough that they couldn't raise me, so they let me go. And I had two parents that loved me enough that uh, they claimed me um, and loved me um, unconditionally. And Amen. so I definitely want to pay homage to Herbert Joseph Chapman, um, way of my family in New Orleans to California, and then Deloitte Ann Shaw, way of Oklahoma to Oakland, um, who claimed me as their own um, in 68 and was raised in South San Francisco, California, okay. in the peninsula. Um, wasn't that very diverse in those days. Um, and had a humbling experience in public schools. I think a lot of what shaped um, my worldview was my own experience in public schools at that point where um, you know in kindergarten through eighth grade kindergarten through fifth grade really I associated going to school by getting paddled because I was very a spirited young man who uh, you know who just you know I was excited about school and um, excited to learn yet uh, the folks who, uh, who who were trying to teach me just had weren't weren't um, yeah didn't embrace that energy and so yeah I associated school by getting paddled in third grade, I, uh, my, my teacher realized the paddle wasn't working, so they put my desk in a coat closet. So my desk for the first five weeks of school was in the coat closet until back to school night, where uh, my mom came um, to back to school night and uh, was like, well, yeah, everyone's sitting in their child's desk. You know, where's your desk? And so I opened up the coat closet, threw the jackets off the, the, my desk, and was like, Mom, here's my, my, you know, here's my seat. And my mom told me to go outside, mm. and uh, she was going to have some words with the teacher. But so, she tore that I shit down. Already, I already <laughs> know what happened. I already know what the yes. get down was. No. <laughs> Lord. Um, Mama Deloitte didn't play. And needless to say, though, my desk was no longer in the coat closet. But the, that explicit bias continued to be explicit uh, where she still treated me as if my desk was in the coat closet, Miss Keogh. Um, but what really would save me um, were brothers and sisters like yourselves, folks in the community, um, that every time I would leave school and take this position of the wilted flower and I'd go to then, it was the boys club, mm-hmm. and I'd walk in there and um, it was his brother, his nickname was Turtle, and he'd be like, man, man, uh, you know, brother Chris, man, raise your head up, raise your head, he would just always keep my head up, keep my head up, and I just always, that would just, you know, um, and I would take that back to school. I was no, I wouldn't be down. I'd p- put my head up, and I'd have to go in that closet. I'd keep my head up. And, um, you know, this brother who is the uncle of all three of my sons now, I met when I was seven, brother Gary Beasley, um, saw something that I didn't see in myself at that point. Um, just really helped instill in me um, that I, I, I had greatness all in me, but sometimes these schools didn't know how to see that or bring it out. So I learned really early on how to navigate the public school system and then how to take advantage of the Boys and Girls Clubs, Park and Rec in a right way. And it was those folks that really um, helped spark that light within me um, Yeah, to navigate school and really want to come back and leave school to come back into public education and become an amazing teacher. So I was a spirited young man who Love camp, who love sports, who love you know the outdoors, and really learned how to navigate schools, um, really to someday grow up and be a teacher. And so I'm on that sure. journey. Um, when I grow up, I want to be a kindergarten uh, PE teacher. So I'm still on that journey as Come I'm growing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I grew up in South City, went to College of St. Mateo, went to junior college, had my first uh, black formal educator teacher. I'm Dr. Zelty Crawford, and I'm blessed now. Um, to know Zelty through his son, Juma, who's an amazing brother. But Dr. Zelty Crawford changed the perception of myself at that point. Um, my mom and dad came from a different background in the spirit of dad raised in, in Catholic schools. Uh, yeah, all black community, mom, same thing. But it, 
at that point to make it, you really couldn't privilege the blackness per se. It was more about assimilation. And so I kind of grew up navigating that, but not necessarily knowing who and who I, whose I was as far as my ancestral lineage. And when I took my first black studies class at College of San Mateo, it, it just changed my life. I mean, on so many different levels. And this light, um, another light <laughs> turned on me, turned in on me around really understanding who and whose I was from an ancestral level. Mm -hmm. um, and so this journey of understanding um, African history, African cosmology, the contributions of black folk throughout the diaspora, um, that switch turned on. And I've been on that journey as well, but definitely pay homage to um, Dr. Zelty Crawford. And then I uh, went to San Francisco State, got my degree in psychology um, and um, started teaching actually. And then um, got my master's from Brown and met my wife, LaShawn Denise, Denise Rute Chapman, who um, is definitely we my- We love Mama LaShawn, let's go. We well. don't have yes. her on here yes. separately. Yes, she got to. She gonna be on here separately, y'all. Just, Just wait for it. Just wait for it. A badass household, period. Mm -hmm. Just come on. Mm -hmm. Just come on. That's beautiful. Well, I, yes, love, I, love, that. I love that you mentioned a couple of things. One, uh, reminding the folk that community is a mindfulness practice. Come on. And that anything that and is going to be- And it saves babies' lives. Come yeah. on, it Absolutely. saves babies' lives. It saves community. So if you're out there listening, community we need you we need you pouring these words of affirmation and speaking truth courageously and boldly to our to our to our babies man seven generations working for seven generations behind us that's, that's what we're right. working for us right and then the other thing i love that you lifted up um your experience with uh just blackness right mm. black fullness the app is built on three sets of guiding principles one of them being the principles of mindfulness mm -hmm. the second one being the print the ten, the, uh, the principle of the principles of Nguzo Saba, mm. which he celebrate in the U.S. as Kwanzaa, mm -hmm. and then the tenets of Ma'at, an ancient comedic symbol, comedic symbol that we use. So I love that you lift up the fact that it was that um, connection to your blackness that really helped to empower you. That is what we're offering the folk via the lens of mindfulness. Mm. All of our content is built upon those those three guiding principles, mm -hmm. and that supports the empowerment that you felt that experience is what we are offering to black folk and any other person who may not identify as black who is serious about their mindfulness journey. That's so right. I'm, I'm so grateful that you, that you lifted that up. Thank Absolutely. You so much. I yeah. That's right. So, Barbara Chris, tell us a little bit. I know David talked about Kingmakers, but tell us a little bit more like the, you know, that, that little seed, that Come passion on. that you have mm. for Kingmakers yeah. and why you're doing that. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I mean... Well, I'd say the why really has to do with um, you know, what I experienced as a, um, a young black boy going to predominantly white schools, um, public schools at that point. Um, and so you think about that in the 70s and 80s, um, you know, being suspended, being referred to special ed, um, you know, didn't have access to AP, um, honors courses. And then fast forward, you know, that was in the 70s, 80s. Here I am, um, you know, teaching in San Francisco, and the data is the same data some 30 years later. Um, and so, um, yeah, that to me in the spirit of, I had to figure out a way um, to leverage my life experience um, to really address this toxic ecosystem um, that was feeding and fueling the school to prison pipeline. Sure. And, and so this opportunity came up back in 2010 uh, when uh, OUSD came out of state receivership and then superintendent Tony Smith was looking at the data and realized once he looked at the data, disaggregated the data, that one thing became very clear uh, with one particular subgroup, and that was black boys were um, not 
manifesting their best self and all the traditional academic metrics and all the uh, the negative metrics they were um, disproportionately representing. Right. Um, and so he wanted to do something fundamentally different. So he hired me to be the founding executive director of African American Male Achievement. That's a brilliant person who did that. Yeah, no, nah, he's a uh, dope white ally. Uh, he and his wife are just beautiful human beings. And he leveraged um, that privilege um, to do something within a system that many superintendents had the opportunity but never um, really looked at um, a fundamental structural change, whereas most districts locate the problem with black children or black families or the black community. This cat was like, nah, uh, we're not going to blame children. We're going to look at the system, the yes. system Come of white now. supremacy, Come yes. on now. as we all know. And uh, the residual effect of structural racism had created the conditions that some folks were being privileged and excelling and thriving, and then some folks although we were still um, achieving through, but disproportionately, we were not um, thriving in ways that other groups, but that was a structural historical context. So anyway, I was hired to launch this department um, and re really using this idea of targeted universalism, right? How do you center black boys and serve all? Mm -hmm. um, and it comes from John Powell's mm. um, kind of health framework of targeted universalism that understands that we're all um, born and raised in a system um, some have access to, uh, you know, the conditions have afforded them privilege and access to revenue and health, all these different things. And some folks, based on the condition, um, don't have access or fair access. And the way that you uh, design for that is you bring those furthest from opportunity into the center mm. and you design for solutions that accelerate really their, their life and their education. And that's what we did within Oakland Unified School District for my first six years when I was the leader of that and ended up publishing two books um, getting to meet our then president, Barack Obama, brought teens, kings that uh, were engaged in our classes at that point, 24 different schools in Oakland. Our um, Mastering Our Cultural Identity course actually was being lifted up by the White House, the 25 best programs in the country that were improving uh, the educational needs of black boys. And so it was an amazing opportunity, not just in the sense of the accolades, but actually what we were doing. We That's were right. seeing a That's reduction right. in suspension rates. We were seeing increase in literacy rates. And we were seeing um, a significant um, increase in the core graduation rate for black boys. That was up to 2016. And at that point, I transitioned to the deputy chief of equity. Um, and although on the one hand, it, it gave me the opportunity to launch African American Female Excellence, Latino Student Achievement, and API Student Achievement, it also, though, was kind of the beginning of my, um, I don't say my demise, but the beginning of my, uh, I think, effectiveness in the sense of, you know, these systems will really, the longer you stay, will have you questioning mm, your right. mere existence and Speak. why you come in to do what you do. and the level of overwhelm of having to fundraise uh, for African-American male achievement and, and build the understanding, you know, for the entire system and county to really support this work. Now I had to do that for three other strategies. And um, so I say all that to say in 2018, I realized that I had been an entrepreneur all my life, that I codified these practices that within the one whim, a superintendent can just eliminate all. I realized the next Part of my journey was actually to become an entrepreneur yes, and take right. all of this goodness, the publications, the documentaries, and actually um, be outside of that entity and really hold the system accountable, but take all that goodness and begin to actually work with districts across the country. And so yes. Come on, in 2018, yes. we submitted our, uh, our um, articles for incorporation, our nonprofit application, and in 2020, um, it got approved. And then I left the district mid-pandemic to launch 
Kingmakers of Oakland as its own entity. Yes. Um, at that point, it was five consultants, one staff. And now, you know, fast forward two years with 35 staff. We have a net, actually now an international footprint providing programs throughout the Pacific Northwest, uh, the southern United States, and collaborating in South Africa uh, and parts of Colombia and Belize as well. So it's been extraordinary work all born so out of work in Oakland and not to take credit because it was amazing work happening that I just, you know, referred to Asa Hilliard, referred to Wade Nobles, referred yes. to the Black Panther Party and all of their work and the legacy of extraordinary kings, queens and curators of our culture that had given birth to many different strategies in Oakland. But for various reasons, sometimes we couldn't sustain it. But the content was there. I just leveraged all that goodness um, to you know hit hard in the district. But now you know, to create my own um, organization that I ideally will outlive me. And yes. so that's the journey Amen. we're Come on. Come on, seven generations. Yeah, that's, that's where we're at. It's a really legacy work. So I'm I love that I'm going to remind y'all that this is mindful, bad assery. <laughs> and I'm going to say it one more sure time. Enough. Come on. Sure enough. Compassion and heart go a very long way. And when you add competency and compassion and heart together, you get demonstrations like Baba Chris has been talking about sure just enough. in this short amount of time. Sure I need y'all to listen up. Listen. For Come real. on, y'all. And the answer. consideration of being focused on something beyond ourselves, yeah. right? Like there's there's a point where, you know, we're coming up and we're young and the, the things that we're doing are about sort of that feeling of achievement. And then there's something that happens when you realize, wait, there's more. Like there's, there's something beyond what I, mean, I know I can do myself. It's got to go beyond this little space right like it's got to really expand in order for it to be effective and that's that's a big that's a, that's big, a big deal yeah. right like it's not everybody does it right like not mm -hmm. everybody has the wherewithal and everybody has the stamina not everybody has the community support that allows something like that to happen and so i just want to say how exciting and how yes. proud i am that there there's people like you in the world Again, that are nice. willing to really do that work you know, because yeah. it's no joke. It's, it's more not. than a notion, right? It's, like it, you can you you sound beautiful when you're talking about it, and I can tell you that shit was work. Like right. <laughs> don't get it twisted. Yeah. Like it, the work was real. The work was real. One hundred percent. And it's just one of those things where we get to see, or I'm gonna speak. I get to see a different form of what ministry looks like mm -hmm. outside sure. of a post. This is this is ministry work. This is love work. This is like sure work that is like actively sowing seeds to, mm. to birth fruit. We talk about a lot with black women. like, we know what the, what the past has been. We, we know mm -hmm. that story very well. Yes, and the work that you're doing, Barbara Chris, with the team at Kingmakers, you, you all are focusing on black futurism. That's like, right. what can the future look like? Absolutely. Because That's where right. there is no, where, you know, where there's no hope and no power in the present, what's happening in the future? That's right. Absolutely nothing. And, and then you so actively live in like this really and I know y'all can feel the passion through the airways. I know y'all can feel it. Y'all sure got enough. to be able to feel sure this enough. passion. Sure enough. It's coming from 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 uh, from Bob or Chris. We get to we get to witness and experience what it looks like to to lean into black futurism because that's sure what it's, that that's that's what the, you talk about goodness. That's what the goodness is. That's right. You're using that goodness for building something that we may not even be able to 100% realize and see in our lifetime, but we're standing on the shoulders and dancing on the feet. A folk who would like you've mentioned some folks' names, we're dancing on their feet right now. That's right. right. And and you're continuing that dance. That's and I right. and I love that. Cause yeah, sure I, cause I I, I, I literally one of the things that I that I um remember saying 
when I learned about who you were and what you were doing, I was like, yo, like I actually, I, I feel very confident about the future for real. Because there was there was, no, there was nothing like Kingmakers that was happening where I grew up in the South. That, mm-hmm. that just wasn't happening. I had my parents, and I give thanks, mm-hmm. right? But the way that it's been expanded. And I know it takes a lot of work, and I know that with that, like, there's a need for some pouring into the healer. You're doing healing work. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And, and, and it, can be, like, it can be depleting. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, if, you, if, if it's not rooted and grounded in the consciousness that, it ain't even for me. That's <laughs> this, right. This right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. The, and that distinction exactly. I want to make, I would like to make, um, is moving away from this artificial intelligence to actually tapping into another far, far, form of AI. That's ancestral intelligence. Come right? on, you better I mean, come to on. the degree of which, um, like, I'm spending a lot of my ter- time now unlearning things that I thought uh, what it meant to be a man, right? On, I mean, and a lot of it is this this capitalistic value system of me, 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 and I, 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 yes. where I've since learned that there, there is no value in that. The value in the spirit of Ubuntu, I Come am on. because we are, we are because I am. May the circle be unbroken. Like, how are we, we are, we're planting seeds that will grow to be trees that will provide shade for children we haven't even envisioned yet. Come on. I am Come here on. truly um, as a product of so many folks that dealt with far more with far less. Mm, and so yes. for me in paving it forward is I need to make sure my mind, my body and spirit is right. Come on. Yes. But in service yes. of that, it is actually curating something far greater than my individual worth. It's the collective worth. And I and so I think that's the, the aspect of study. Like really don't get caught up in capitalism um, and this Eurocentric way of thinking you've made it. <laughs> Come on, we you, gotta decolonize. Decolonize. We have to Ooh. decolonize, Ooh. and you really, you really do, and that means letting go, which is, you know, you, I mean, I think, you know, for those of us, you know, fifty, you know, in, that are older and come, f- you know, that that was just fully baked in our DNA from the school yes. systems to then, you know, your mass, all this different degree, all that stuff, just really kind of corrupted what our sense of self and culture really was, and so the blessing of what I do and what I'm a part of though is really what I'm able to learn and accelerate now, and that's the unlearning and, and and the opportunity to create something that will live far greater than me and my sons and my grandsons in our community. And so I just, I but I, it's just that journey though of, of, of actually moving away from just, you know, me making it. Yeah. And it's like, it's the we piece and we're, and, and that's hard, you know, when you turn on television and you listen to corporate hip hop, it is perpetuating the sense of just, immediate gratification like everything i gotta mm-hmm. make and you and it take you gotta do some extra work right um uh, around like you know yeah knowing who and who you are to really understand that my role really is one of service and my role one yeah i want to operate in abundance but as much as um yeah when i leave this physical earth i'm leaving all that anyway i ain't taking none of it so how can i leave and create uh more opportunity more net worth more uh um, you know, capital for our community actually to access and to go farther, faster than what I have. And that's what Kingmakers is all about. And that's what I've, you know, having, you know, been able to actually have had a conversation, may he rest in peace, conversations with Asa Hilliard, or been able to early on reach out to Wade Nobles or to Dr. Zelty Crawford and a whole, and we know a whole host of the Brotherhood of Elders and so many different folks. Now where I'm in this kind of rising elder, I'm kind of on that, you know, on the bubble, but I'm close enough now where, I'm learning game from my younger brothers on so many different levels around property acquisition like, and multiple investments and nine different multiple you know, revenue streams. I'm, yes. I feel like, yeah, I'm just at an amazing point in my life 
But to get back to the mindfulness, though, it, it wouldn't be worth anything, though, if I wasn't in my right mind. Mm. Or Say it wouldn't that. be anything if I wasn't physically mm. or if I wasn't healthy to access right. or tap in. So I also, in as I'm continuing to unlearn, heal and learn and be in better uh, relationship um, with my community, with my culture, with my people in the land. Um, yeah, I find in doing that, the abundance, man, this, I just, it, you know, property comes, right? Come just on. more yes. abundance, resources yes. come, yes. all these different things that this little, you know, uh, light-skinned kid <laughs> from South City adopted, you on. know, that a lot of folk didn't give, you know, a time or day now, I'm, you know, having conversations with Bill Gates. I got to meet the first black president, got to be in shared space with our first black vice president. Come and, on. And all in service of not me, but actually making connects for the next generation, so... I'm in a Say in a blessed that, life, um, but it's thankful, you know, for folks yes. like yourself, though, who are trying to share that knowledge and um, with the next generation, so we can go farther faster. So mm. just appreciate right, the vibe and come what y'all do. Do y'all see why I was so lit earlier? <laughs> I was telling y'all about what Christmas going to be. This man just dropped. So just I hope y'all to pick up these nuggets now, because I'm picking them all up and putting them in my pocket and please. close to my heart. Let's go. Give thanks. Okay, so that was a good segue, though. Baba Chris, tell us, though, a little bit about what stresses you out. Like the general, hmm. what stresses you out, and then how it shows up, like how you take the time to address it, how it manifests maybe in your body, and then what you do um, to kind of manage that stress. Yeah. Um, well, late. I was. Yeah. I don't like being late. To be early is to be on time. To be on time is to be late, and to be late is unacceptable. So I just I appreciated my brother modeling. Uh, Brother David, as I got here, he's like, no, man, just breathe. Just That's breathe. right. That's I was right. like, yeah. That's and right. I just would say, just breathe. So we just had a moment that just got me. So I appreciate y'all being able to, yeah, when I am stressed, for people that I know and love or in community, they can pick up on it. So just when they share back, hey, bro, take a breath. Take a breath. That's <laughs> so right. So that, well, that's one. I think, you know, what hurts my spirit, man? I mean, you think about um, even this year, right? We've had two on-campus school shootings. We just had... Um, Ooh, yeah, the yes. situation at King of States that, yes. yeah, that hurts my soul, my yes. psyche, my spirit on so many different levels. Um, you know, what I try to do, I mean, again, it just makes another case for the work, um, that we're doing through Kingmakers, another case for why we have to be in such deep relationships. So mm -hmm. when folks are out of tune, if God forbid someone ever was going to do harm to, so for others, we're in tune enough with folks where we can, oh no, bro, just come, come on, man, let's go for a walk or like right. that. So I always yes. try not to get into, buy into the rat race because when is, when to lose, you're still a rat, right? So how huh. do you just you make sure that you're in, <laughs> just in space where Ooh. as much as I'm trying to make sure I'm in tune and can pay attention that others actually are mm -hmm. paying into, mm -hmm. you know, into, staying in tune as well. And so, I mean, breathing, you know, sure. taking back breath uh, when I'm in situations that may be out of my control per se, I, I still own my breath. So that I'm walking, you know, I, I love to walk in particular around our lake in the water. I love, you know, mm -hmm. I, I talk to the animals, love, you know, sounds cheesy, but I love when my birds yes! just talk to me and, uh, you know, the bugs and the, and the, and the plants and the trees. Um, I have a whole process that I, that I go through there and that just, you know, that, um, just grounds me. Um, you know, my, my wife, I mean, we've 26 years yes. hey, and you man. don't get it that, um, you know, that's, that took a whole lot of work. And so being able though, to yes. be in right relationship uh, with my queen, my partner is important for me just to not get too far off base. Cause I've that's gotten right. too far off base and realize, yeah, that, you know, that, that 
that is that then you won't be in abundance you know with with your queen or your your children so i think for me trying to always make sure that i'm checking in with them as they're checking in with me keeps me centered mm -hmm. um and i yeah i don't want to take take that for granted nor do i take that for granted but just making sure i'm in you know right relationship you know as i'm you know we're in this journey of taking care of my mom and my dad just tomorrow's not guaranteed so yeah, just trying mm -hmm. to be present you know That's with right. folk um and so it's trying to slow myself down um taking you know being aware of breath walking drinking more water um, but I really just like good relationship at the end of the day. Just, that keeps me grounded. Um, yeah. You talking all that good talk? That's like, I, I don't want to do on, this, but I'm, I'm, come on. I, know, I, was say, I think that's the first time that we've heard someone uh, share that right relationships and family mm. are yeah. a mindfulness practice. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know absolutely. that that's something that Sonya and I value hella hard in practice. <laughs> but have yes. never, I don't think I've ever consciously lifted up that. Yeah, that that my family. Uh, there's a proverb that says that the the, the rose that is uh, cut from its root dies. Mm. So for me, family is like how I how I stay alive, and it's my it's my mindfulness practice. I'm mm. gonna have to. I would love to invite myself on a walk with you around that lake because mm. I I too talk to birds mm. and hug she on does. the trees and be talking to the sun <laughs> and be feeling the wind and saying, "Oh, ancestors, thank you for this hug that yes. you're sending as the wind as the so." brother mm -hmm. offline mm -hmm. but want to get up getting on a walk with you for Come sure mm -hmm. um, that, but i love that, that. I right love relationships that. right relationships that's real talk breathing y'all all that shit is free mm. <laughs> come, that's on. Right. That's right. come on come on yes free. That's right all it yes. costs is a willingness mm. yes it costs they would but you don't have to come out your pocket from nothing no everything baba chris has lifted up is free y'all right it's accessible right there's and it takes no being present. That's really the bottom line. Mm. With every, you know, I got a tween and, you know, my mother <laughs> in the house and David Levy over here all the time. I'm a whole lot. It, it is a whole <laughs> lot. But there is something that is uh. important about meeting those we love where they are, mm -hmm. right? And seeing them and letting them be them their best selves, mm. right? And just, I have always, when I my daughter was born, as when I prayed about how she would be healthy and I prayed that she would sleep through the night, I also prayed that I would put down as much baggage as possible so that I passed as little as possible, right? She, she's got the whole world mm -hmm. that she's gonna have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And whatever I pass on to her, I want to be about her highest and best mm -hmm. good. And that is about right relationship, that's right? Amazing. Like that's about leaning into that love and that connection and that willingness to see them authentically and to see people for who they are that's and right. letting them be and i love that. that's a that's beautiful yeah. i love that and it's something and honestly that is in my opinion where the key for liberation freedom and sovereignty are mm -hmm. leaning back into family mm -hmm. whether it's blood or chosen mm. sure enough family sure dynamics enough. because one of again what and guzo saba and uh or kwanzaa what are the principles collective work and responsibility mm. sure enough collective wealth and work like that's those are like collective and community that can boil down mm -hmm. what we're doing mm -hmm. and Baba Chris you are living that again exemplifying it and showing really practical ways that it shows up like mm. practicality is what we're about it can be simple right it can be practical it can be right. accessible because it's all powerful when we are what present with that's right. Present. Come on, man. That's right. Y'all, this is real life. This, that's, that's, and this podcast is free, y'all. So y'all, <laughs> y'all better free get in too. there. Y'all better, there. <laughs> better get in there. All this wisdom. All this wisdom. Oof. So, so we're gonna start to wrap it up. I know it's good because I could talk to you all day. All long, day long. Just for the record, <laughs> just all day. Um, 
but we like to lean into music because you know black folks specifically use music in ways i mean we've used ancestrally right like we use music from communication Mm -hmm. you know all the way to just to transform in our lives Mm -hmm. right so we want to know what's on your playlist because music is important to us and so we like to lean into you know what you guys right our empowerment playlist so what's on your what's on your playlist these days that can help you keep your mind right yeah uh, well, first, I got to start off with the uh, you know Kingmaker's vocal and has produced Come on. three Come on, uh, different albums: Come Kings on. in the Making, That's Love, right. Love, Come Love, on. Love, Come on. Uh, Revolution Remix, and then Black Joy. Um, That's right. So those tracks are curated um, really by the next generation, as we know that they can speak for themselves. Come from on. the be- the music production to the all of the lyrics, just very conscious, dope beautiful music so those three albums I, I those they stay on repeat right. absolutely and I'm, not, and I'm not not in order but if I'm correct the family is involved in that oh yeah uh, yeah it's my cool. um Amar and Khalil my uh-huh. two older sons are yeah. very much have been um on on all three albums Obasi Davis um who another extraordinary family um Hadari and Candice and their parents um Baba and Mama Davis, uh, Larilyn Davis, and uh, her husband. I mean, they have four generations of folk, but Obasi, their grandson, works for Kingmakers. He's been on all three albums, Alonzo Henderson, so many different folks. I mean, it's really a reflection of the extraordinary, um, just, man, energy and legacy that Oakland has been Mm. known for. So just music is good. Oakland grassroots community music. So those are those are on my rotation. I, um, I do want to acknowledge. I just came back from the Wu Tang Nas hey, Busta Rhymes let's let's uh, let's concert, and so yeah. On that though, I mean you know Wu Tang, Wu Tang man, the Jizz in particular, you know, particular, just the Conscious Cats, Inspect the Deck, you know, yes, Method Man, love yes. all those cats. Um, Nas very conscious, but just just seeing him, you know, just early on. Um, Kind of his evolution, you know, 30 years, these cats have been um, spitting game in a real, you know, positive. They've gone through their journeys and we've seen them evolve. But to see, you know, uh, him is, how he's evolved as a man has been beautiful in the sense that he might, you know, represented the street all that back in the day. But to see how and what he's talking about now is just dope, just as, you know, now as we're getting older. Um, So, yeah, I was at that concert, um, shoot, the week before. Where did we go see Talib Kweli? Hey, yeah. come on, now, um, y'all. I love Talib Kweli and Most Def or Yasin Bey. Uh, I mean, on the vocal, y'all been listening to many Ripperton of late. Beautiful. Um, her her voice is just uh, heavenly on yeah. so yes, many different levels. Yes, Roberta it is. Flack. Oh. Um, or uh, yo, I, I can't go wrong with um, James Brown. I'm a devout love <laughs> all of James now. Brown come to on, the point come where. On, yeah, Come my, my, on, come you know, on. my sons are so familiar with all his music and Maceo Parker and uh, and I Fred Wesley you. and his whole band. Um, yeah, I mean, those are some of the, you know, the the the, th- you know, the folks I got on repeat right now. Um, Curtis it. Mayfield. Come on now. Yes. Yeah, no, I've been vibing with Curtis and his influence on music um, as a writer, producer, let alone mm-hmm. just all of his, yeah. So, but music's my best friend. I mean, I think I it's the one it. thing. Early on, um, you know, sometimes you got to know just in evolving with people, sometimes you're better off by yourself, right? But you could always pick (laughs) with music what you wanted, how how you want, you can get the context, you know, to pick the right music. That ain't going to do no harm, but just, you know, kind of calm you out or just make you feel good. So I've always appreciated that about music, just the wisdom, the inspiration, the grounding. Um, 
Yeah, so music has always been my best friend. I love that I love so that. much. I love that. And I want to zero in on the music making you feel good because that is we mm. that that's is that, that's that is now. a lot. It's underrated. It is it's underrated. underrated. Mm. I just want to have. A, I just want to feel good. Right. Damn it, just so much shit. I just want to. I just want to feel now. good. That's right. Damn, like that's right. like that. And that is a real. That is a that is a true functioning reason. That is, I think, of everything you mentioned, I put mm. that. That's the one I want people to really zone in because. Black folk, as you are doing with your work, as how you live your life, the way that we are doing blackness and being blackness, we are reminding black folk that we deserve to live our highest and best lives, and we're worthy of doing it. And That's our right. happiness matters. That's yes. right. And what is what yes. feels good to us, it matters. It, matters. That's right. it is okay. That's yeah, right. Sure enough. Like I love that you lifted up. Not only does it matter, we deserve it. We deserve That's it. Right. We deserve and we're worthy it. of yes. it. Come on. That's right. Man, so I'm about to run 15 laps around you here. Find somebody collection plate, something, because the word has been spoken (laughs) and dropped down this evening. It has been just, Barbara Chris, it is a pleasure (sighs) to talk to you. Like, I feel like we have to have a part two. Oh, oh, you know what? We 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 are going to have have a part part two two. because what we did not mention was that Barbara Chris has so lovingly and graciously said yes to having Kingmakers of Oakland be official partners yes. with Black Foods. And we're yes. going to come back to that. We could do a whole series. A whole, I think yeah. we should, like, we've been thinking about doing, like, an event for folks who work in education, like a mindfulness event that brings just those folks together with mm. you. You know, we got Destiny, we got Flourish Agenda, mm. you know, and just bring Black Teacher Project, bring which it all, all together. Which, which so Kingmakers is partnered something. with. Exactly. So the whole community just bring it together. Yeah, we feel like that would be a beautiful oh, time coming. to come. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. Y'all, y'all just, now y'all, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Yo, let's go. Yo, let's go. Baba Chris, thank you so much. Thank Absolutely. you so much. So much, so much love and so gratitude. And this podcast is immortalized. Sure enough. This is something that folks seven generations from now are going to be able That's to right. listen to. Mm. That's right. And know that there are folk who are intentionally building and creating space for, for them. them. Yes. Gotcha. Yes, let's go. That's what I think about and get chill bumps about right yeah. there. Sure <sighs> y'all. 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 Oh. We love ourselves. Yes. We love y'all. And we hella love being black. Love Let's go. Especially black. after this. Yes, y'all. This has been Mindfulness for the Culture. Get you some.